Hello, and welcome to Outside Inside Radio. I'm Kathy Foley-Meyer, your host, and I'm joined today on the show by Dominique Tanks, a writer. Very excited to have you on the show, Dominique. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) Welcome, welcome. So I wanted to start out with your creative journey, if you could speak to how you came to be a writer and what life experiences kind of shaped that. Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you for that question, Kathy. So my first experience with writing was I was in a program called Inside Out Writers to start in Juvenile Hall. And from there, I was able to be part of that program when I was uh, while in prison at Ironwood State Prison on Sea Yard. And it was purely about creative writing. And it was an open space, a free space that allowed you to write anything. Um, If it was poems, if it was purely just thoughts or just something you wanted to express yourself. And this is something I kind of took a liking to because I had this space now I could express myself freely. And from there, that's when uh, Annie, Annie Buckley, she came with with the PAC program community-based art program. And from there, I felt I had this medium to express myself. It was good for me because I've seen that not everyone has the, the skill of being able to, able to be a visual artist okay. and express themselves in that capacity. What did you start out writing? Was it poetry or short stories? or? It was a mixture. So it was a little poetry. At first it was poetry because... Uh, and juvenile hall, like, oh, I write inside out writers. I could start poetry. I could, uh, you know, write poems to my girlfriend. <laughs> you know, that always works, believe me. Yes, yes. So I said, like, you know, no ladies love poems. Maybe. So I'll be able to good be good at doing that. But then it evolved to a medium to express myself. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of thoughts and feelings that you know I harbored that didn't quite I didn't quite know how to express. Right. I know how to to be able to communicate that in a healthy manner. And right. so that's where the writing took place. Yeah. That started in juvenile hall, then continued on years later at Ironwood State Prison. And from there, that's how I took an interest with uh, the PAC, Prison Arts Collective, and saying like, well, I could take this this writing right. and create a, a curriculum or a class around it, but add visual art as well to it. And you did that, actually. You taught a class about the interpretation of art. Yes, it was art interpreting art. Because I felt that it was very important to be able to have this skill of interpretation. Mm-hmm. Interpretation goes far beyond just seeing a piece of art or reading a piece of art and saying, like, okay, these are my thoughts. Right. It's being able to develop the skill to see something as complex as someone's right. thoughts or emotions or see something as complex or ambiguous as far as seeing visual art and be able to put words together in mind and be able to communicate that to other people to say, this is my interpretation of this. So with that skill, you'll be able to interpret other things within your life. As you move through the world, you know, exactly. you, you can interpret it. And I think if you can write about it, maybe you can understand it in a way that's productive for you, you know, as opposed to being destructive for you. Exactly. It's a skill that's transferable. Yeah, totally. One facet to another facet of life. Yeah. So how did you select whose art did you use in your class? 
So I use uh, a variety of art. One, like visual art, I use Banksy. Oh, really? Yes. I love Banksy. I love Banksy, <laughs> too. Have you seen that documentary? I have, I have not. Oh, there's a documentary about him that's streamed that I watched part of. And then there's his own film about himself, which I have not seen. Have you seen Exit Through the Gift Shop? No, I'm, now I'm about to put that on my watch list. Yeah, yeah. that's him uh, making a film about his work. And yeah. so it has all sorts of am- ambiguities. So which, which Banksy stuff did you use? There's this one where he drew a little girl holding up these uh, collection of balloons on the Palestinian wall. That, right. separate, that separates uh, uh, Palestine and, and Israel. Right. And then alongside of that is a woman walking. So it just contrasts the the woman yeah. walking on along this wall with that with the Banksy drawing. So my thing was to the class was seeing this piece of art. One thing about art, every time that you see, you're you're experiencing something. Right. So when you see this, you you now have experienced art like. What are the thoughts that come to mind? Yeah. And those thoughts, analyze those thoughts and what emotions are then activated from those thoughts. Then what is the meaning you're meeting, right. what you're experiencing? So there's like these different layers that people uh, experience when they when they see art. So now be able to communicate that. Like these are very difficult tasks. This is what separates people, humans, from the animal kingdom, what our mind can do. The interpretation is is something very complex and it's a skill. And the more you sharpen that skill when it comes to art, the more you realize you're able to interpret and communicate the difficult things that you experience in life in a healthy manner. Yeah. This is essentially what we're trying to trying to do. Rehabilitate the arts. Yeah, because I think a lot of times the thing I get a lot when I ask people about art is, Oh, I don't know anything about art. And I always counter that with, well, do you know what you like? And they say, yeah, I like, mm-hmm. you know, Impressionism or I like this Impressionist artist or some other kind of artist. And then I say, okay, well, you do know something about art. You know, like you said, art is you're reacting to it emotionally. You don't have to be a critic. You don't have to go to school to be a critic and experience art and know what you like. You know, art is for everyone. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. And that's, it sounds like you brought that spirit into your work. Yeah. That's, um, you know, I brought myself into, into, into the classroom, into the curriculum that I developed, but I wanted to be open and free space as people have laid it out for me. Exactly. As you experienced I wanted it. to do the same, you know, you come. And that's why I wanted to introduce the visual art also with the writing, because I didn't want them to say like, okay, well, uh, I have to just focus on writing. Like, no, we could do both. I said, if you, because I want it, if you're a writer, I want you to pra- practice some visual art. Right. If you're a visual artist, I want mm-hmm. you to practice some writing and try to see if you could expand some of those skills or at least have those skills build on the other. So were there other artistic mediums that you used in the class for interpretation? So there was the musician. So his name was uh, Shinti and he was a very energetic person. Right? He had the piano, he, he mm-hmm. sung as well. So throughout the cycle of the group, I have him perform. Right. And I have the the class listen to the performance, listen to the to the to the sounds, listen to mm-hmm. the singing. Mm-hmm. Then two things. One will have you write about the experience. Right. Other part is draw about the experience. Ah. You know, so it was these things that 
now we're going to use art to right. interpret art, other art. And what style of music was it, or how would you describe the music? That's a good question because he, he he was very versatile with the, mm-hmm. with the piano. It wasn't a classical. It could sometimes it'll it'll be like a more modern or contemporary. Mm-hmm. Uh, then then sometimes he'll he'll throw on some some good classics from the seventies right. from the seventies and and he was a, he was an older gentleman so sometimes he wanted to be hip right. and and he'll he'll put like some some new genre of like some uh, rap um, right. instrumentals right and but either or but he'll have the singing but a lot of times he'll create his own music and he'll sing along uh, with that so are you still Doing creative writing as a poet or any other form of creative writing? Right now, I've been focused on writing a script. Ah, okay. Yeah, so I've been working with a director, and he wanted me to start writing some... It's really a remorse letter, apology letter, and he wanted me to write it in a way where it's it has that essence of remorse and apology mm-hmm. in it, but also it tells a story. Right. Yeah, so right. so that's right now what I'm, I'm right. tapping into, the things I've learned... Uh, within uh, the art program and now challenging that into this letter slash script that I'm writing. Well, if you don't mind my asking, so if it's a letter about remorse, are you writing it to someone or is it just you're just expressing yourself in sort of a letter form? It's related to my committed offense. Ah, I see. Prison for it. So the documentary will be about um, some about my past uh, and a lot about the transformation that led up to the present. Got it. And and part of that is that remorse letter. That's like the center of the documentary, apologizing and essentially trying to, within that remorse letter, describing or depicting what his life would have been. And as as I'm describing how it became who I was and, and who I am today. So what do you feel is the driving force behind your creativity? I think for me, it just allows a communication without interruption. And me writing is communicating, that pen is communicating to that paper. And I'm, I can express myself without any concerns of unwanted opinions, without any concerns of judgment, and being able to release a lot of that energy that emotions create within me, being able to release that on paper and channel that in the most healthy and creative way. Right. And how is that related to your passion to bringing it to other people? If you enjoy something and something that's good to you, whether it's a song, whether it's food, anything that is good and pleasurable to you, you like to share it. I have to tell the people of the great news of <laughs> gotta preach the joy of writing. Exactly. So knowing how good this feels and knowing how beneficial this has been for me, something I have to share in hopes that other people find it as beneficial, similar or or even more beneficial than I find it. Something that I believe needs to be shared instead of just for my own understanding. I need to share that with others. So along those lines, what do you think you've learned about yourself through this whole process, through your practice and, and teaching others? I know with writing and like really being able to put your thoughts down on paper, you have more of a command knowledge of yourself. It's not fluid or this inconsistent thought pattern that occurs. You have to be like really in touch and tune with what's transpiring in our minds, being able to to put that down on paper. And so you have like a, a stronger understanding of what I'm experiencing internally. Like I understand what 
triggers certain emotions, what triggers certain thoughts. I understand the connections between the two. I understand the connections between uh, the things that are considered bothersome to me today, how that is tied to a lot of, a lot of my childhood, right. being able to to link or at least identify these these things in my life and be, be able to link them all together and say, okay, this is the source of my stress or this is the source of my unhappiness. This is the source of my displeasurement. And being able to identify that, then be saying, like, okay, now I understand where the source of positivity and, and, and happiness and joy is. So now I'm able to navigate much more and be able to articulate and communicate that to other people much more clearly. And in the process, discovering a lot about myself, I've been able to understand others as well. So it only enhanced that communication experience with other people because I know myself and it allows me to communicate with other people uh, because I'm aware of what I say, what I do have an effect on them as well. It's only with self-knowledge I'm able to understand others and be able to have that a more richer experience in, in relationships, whether friendships or family. Right. Um, it's only through art that have helped me get to that that point. Yeah. Are there artists or writers that you feel have a like, direct influence on your work? Yeah. <laughs> so there are other authors that have had influence, like uh, Eckhart Tolle. I love, I love his writing and especially the the power of now, which I have his book in my, in my dining. I started listening to that a number of years ago. Somebody gave that to me. I haven't finished, but yeah. He's one, he's a great artist. And there's Pablo Coelho. These are some like the writings and readers. Matter of fact, the Alchemist. There was all these different writers and poets that I should read while I was incarcerated. And mm-hmm. That right there spurred even more because with writing, especially if you like, if you're a creative writer and you want to tell stories, right? Like you can have the most colorful, artistic, high budgeted writing that you like, scenes that you want to depict within your writings, and it's like there's no limitations to your imaginations when it comes to writing. And you can create an entire world. You can create uh, characters. Um, you can create all these different things that that you could channel who you are or your ideal self. You could create a character. Like if there's someone I wish I could be, um, mm-hmm. you create that character. If there's circumstances or a life that you would have loved to live, you mm-hmm. can create that. But the beautiful thing about that is if you can fathom what you would like to be, or if you could fathom a circumstance that you would like to have, like all you have to do now is put strategy and plans to the imagination mm-hmm. and let your imagination become reality. Exactly. So what sort of advice would you have if someone's on the inside and they maybe feel like they have a creative spark, they're not sure, they want to make something, and maybe it's writing, maybe it's art or something else. Do you have any words of wisdom for somebody in that position? Yeah, I say if you're unsure about, if you feel like you have some type of creativeness about yourself, uh, tap into it. Just do less thinking and and more doing. That is actually good advice for a writer in particular, I think. I'm a writer as well, as well as a visual artist, but we tend to stew about things and sometimes that causes us not to actually put them to paper. So yeah, that's really good advice. 
So do you have writing that you'd like to share with us, with our audience? We'd love it if you it was your writing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I do have a writing piece. This is not one of my writing pieces. Okay. This is, this is a writing piece that I enjoyed. There was a couple I wish I could read, but this is something that I used to read to the men and while I was on the inside. Mm-hmm. And I wanted them to interpret it with art, to make a drawing or visual art about it. And there's another one. It's called Perspective. Essentially, it was about reading a poem Mm -hmm. or writing one way. But as you read it upwards, it's entirely different. So one way is negative. The opposite way. You put a spin on it. It's sort of like you're almost like an acting coach at that point. (laughs) Yeah. Like theater. <laughs> so the, of these two writings, I think I'll go with the one is called Blind Girl. Right. Yeah. So this is a writing that I really, I really enjoyed. Do you know who it's by? The interesting thing is it's anonymous. I've been trying to find the, oh. the name of the person that had wrote this, but I couldn't find it anywhere. Okay. So I came across this piece when I was on the inside. Mm-hmm. When I came home, I tried to find these certain things on the web that like who's the artist i'm trying to find but i want to read more from this person right exactly yeah and it's anonymous (laughs) so i'll begin i'll begin reading there was a girl who hated herself because she was blind she hated everyone except her loving boyfriend he was always there for her she told her boyfriend if i can only see the world i will marry you one day someone donated a pair of eyes to her when the bandages came off She was able to see everything, including her boyfriend. He asked her, now that you can see the world, will you marry me? The girl looked at her boyfriend and saw that he was blind. The sight of his closed eyelids shocked her. She hadn't expected that. The thought of looking at them the rest of her life led her to refuse to marry him. Her boyfriend left in tears and days later wrote a note to her saying, take good care of your eyes, my dear, for before they were yours, they were mine. That's beautiful and so powerful. Yes. So this piece, of course, have a lot of emotions. Yeah. The twist at the end, knowing that the the blessing that you received, the donated eyes came from uh, someone that you thought was anonymous, only for a man pursuit to marry you. Then seeing that he was blind, not knowing why, but refusing to marry this person and later find out he was the one that donated those eyes. There's a lot of emotion that comes, oh, comes yeah. in. Like, is, is this betrayal? Um, is this a story of love? Yeah, it's definitely a story of seeing yeah. the world through somebody you love, but exactly except the love is the <laughs> <laughs> yeah so this piece i i enjoyed reading because it sparked a lot of emotions mm-hmm. and that means there's a lot to work with there's a lot to interpret right and so i tell the men like, okay let's now use art let's draw what we see let's try to put some visual to this story and we have some very interesting interpretations that's what i was going to ask you what (laughs) sort of visual art came out of that so we have a group and there was like no similarities right no similarities that from one person to the next how they interpret the art and some was actually channeling their own sense of betrayal in their drawing especially guys that are incarcerated and women as well that while in there is very difficult managing a relationship. Right. 
while if one is in, in, in prison. Right. And oftentimes that we'll have a sense of this trail or someone someone yeah. left us, we get a Dear John letter. And so a lot of the men was channeling some of that emotion of being broken up with while they was in prison from their significant other. So some of the art had nothing to do with one was blind and the other one uh, donated. <laughs> and they was like channeling their own personal experience within their art. So that right there gave it like a beautiful experience because that's how we enter the world. That's how we see the world. We don't see the world for how it is. We see the world for how we are. Right. And the way we interpret and, and see the world is based on our experiences right. and how we proper interpret, labeled, and process our past experiences that give us a more healthier outlook on life. No, I was just going to say in our human connections, because in some ways, if you're inside and you have a connection to somebody who's outside, they are your eyes in some way to the world, you know, because you're yeah. cut off from so much. And so to lose that connection to have somebody say, I can't be there for you. I can't function in that way yeah. for you is kind of like losing your eyes in a way. Yeah, it is. And it could be metaphor. But yeah, so these are some like the exercises that I enjoy doing. There's like other writings mm -hmm. that, I, that I read and just to give an example of, because a lot of it really just come down to perspective. Right. Uh, because perspectives oftentimes are much more powerful than reality. Yeah. The mind is such an incredible instrument. <laughs> you know? It, is. it so, is. And I think nowadays too, we're all, because we've been on the outside, we've been in a version of lockdown, which is nothing like being inside, but it is still, you're cut off from human contact. It's not the same, obviously. We've all sort of been living a life of the mind in a way that we hadn't before collectively and individually. So yeah, thank you so much for sharing that and for sharing your story and your journey. It's been a real pleasure talking to you, Dominique. Yes, thank you. It's been a pleasure speaking with you as well. Outside Inside Radio is brought to you by Prison Arts Collective. Prison Arts Collective is founded on the belief that art is a human right and is dedicated to bringing the transformative power of the arts to people experiencing incarceration. Our collaborative teaching teams include faculty, students, staff, and peer facilitators inside the prisons. Our classes include art making, art history, reflection, and the cultivation of a safe space. We are based at San Diego State University and partner with universities including UC Irvine and Cal State University campuses in Humboldt, Fullerton, and San Bernardino. Prison Arts Collective is a project of Arts in Corrections, an initiative of the California Arts Council and the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation. Outside Inside Productions are a way to communicate with our participants and with the wider public through video and other media as an extension of our distance learning project created in response to COVID-19. Each of our guests is involved in bringing the arts to people experiencing incarceration. Many are returned residents who continue to pursue a creative life or artists working directly with incarcerated populations to expand access to the arts. A special thanks to MIGFUS20 and RTB45 for the music used in the podcast. Take good care and see you next time on Outside Inside.